Hello and uh, welcome to our 14th meeting on the third season, if my count is right. I hope you um, had an interesting week. I wanted to reflect a little bit about what was going on in the last week, especially in the context of what we were talking here about, and to prepare ourselves tomorrow for the full moon in Gemini. And today we're going to have a Gemini talk uh, about certain things that happen at the age of Gemini, certain things that relate to binary um, logic, you can say, and um, as well as something interesting that can, uh, let's say, make you look at Gemini a little bit different. And again, it's because we are now in Sagittarius season and because we are dealing with the full moon, we are about to experience the Gemini-Sagittarius axis pretty strongly this week. Also, what's happening this week is we have Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, entering the shadow. Uh, that's literally happening today, and it's going to be more evident from December 2nd when, when Mercury goes into Capricorn, where he's going to be on and off, on and off, because he's going to be retrograde between Capricorn and Sagittarius. So we are now entering officially the pre-retrograde shadow. And that means that from tomorrow, there are going to be a little bit of glitches, a little bit of mishaps. Uh, things might be uh, coming up uh, here and there that could be giving you an indication of what sphere of areas in your life you can experience or you would experience this Mercury retrograde. But in general, Mer Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, later on in Sagittarius as well. I mean, let, let's say this, it's now in Sagittarius, it's going to be more in Capricorn retrograding. And Mercury in Sagittarius is in exile, therefore he does not react very well. So the shadow or the pre or the pre retrograde shadow that we're entering now until about middle of December can be a little bit tougher just because already Mercury is having a hard time with Sagittarius. I think you noticed it in the world the yes, no, fire, not fire, um, um, all of the uh, uh, sponsors or the broadcasters that are moving away from um, a, a Twitter. You see this Mercury in Sagittarius causing already some kind of uh, issues because, again, Mercury does not like to be in Sagittarius, so he's almost in retrograde. And then when he gets into the shadow, he shows us or he lights up the things that we will have to later on work on during the retrograde. So always remember the pre Retrograde shadow is a sample as a preview of the issues that Mercury later on might want you to deal with. So that's going to be very interesting this week, especially because the full moon in Gemini, Gemini again, is the sign of Mercury, will make it even more evident for us. So it's going to be more clear, the lessons we have to learn. But let's start with uh, the week ahead. So Saturday, no, today is not Saturday. Sunday, uh, the 26th of November, we have the moon in Taurus on top of Uranus. That's always interesting because the moon on top of uh, Uranus means unpredictability. Already the moon is very fluctuating, right? She's full, she's new, she's growing, she's not growing. Uh, like Alice in Wonderland, kind of. Uranus is the joker, the fool, Tweedledee and Tweedledam. No, you know what? Actually, is the mad... Uh, Mad Hatter. So we're having literally Alice in Wonderland coming to visit 
um, the Mad Hatter and they are having tea. Obviously, the tea has some other uh, uh, active substance there inside and it makes everybody crazy. So the moon on top of Uranus today, there's a little bit of unpredictability, unexpected things. You think your plan is going this way, it's going to go the other way. You think you're going to go there, you're actually going to go someplace else. So the moon on top of Uranus does talk about unpredictability and also I always see it as the moon is a lot of time talking about women. Uranus talks about crazy, wild, strange energy. So you might encounter a crazy woman or you might become a crazy woman. So anyway, it's, uh, that also happens, of course, when Uranus goes on top of the sun and there's crazy men. So don't, don't worry or don't read too much into it. But the two things that are very, very dominant uh, this week is definitely that pre-shadow. And the other thing that is happening is Venus sitting on top of the south node, which is going to be very dominant in Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, no, it's actually more Tuesday. And it's gonna, we're going to check it in a second. And in that day, it is basically not the best date uh, to go out on a date and not the best time to meet new people. Now, Venus on top of the south node is very important. So let's make a, a little break right now and start, start talking about what is Venus on top of the south node. So the south node always represents things that we need to get rid of, to let go of. Why? Because it's something that we've already done. So you've already learned it very well in the past. You don't have to go back to it. It's something that we lean on uh, when we're tired, you know, uh, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling off, when you're not completely yourself, you go back to things that are familiar to you, things that you've already conquered in a sense. So the South Node represents the things that you've already worked on, conquered, accomplished, no need to go back there again, like nostalgic uh, old men who are uh, lamenting their puberty gone okay so south node on top of any planet even in your own chart represents or in transit represents whatever archetype you've already worked on let it go now when it's happening in transits like that venus which is all about money relationship partnership diplomacy everything that has to do with how you deal with people your values when it is on top of the south node it means that all something in these aspects of life you need to just release and be careful not to lean on. Maybe it's an old relationship, so you're going back to it. Or maybe it's an old pattern, so you're leaning on to it. Maybe it's a different kind of... Um, uh, Venus is also connected to pleasure. Maybe it's a source of pleasure that you medicate yourself, especially now in the season, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, when we get dark already at 5 p.m. So whatever it is that you use to indulge yourself or to support yourself might not be necessary right now. Or the other way to look at it is when Venus is on top of the South Node, the, the, the universe or life present you with things that before you relied on and now you just have to say no to. Almost as if there's little temptations coming up uh, for you to kind of relax into something that you shouldn't relax into. Okay, so Venus on top of the South Node also represents a lot of breakups uh, coming up. So again, today, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, ticking on Tuesday, but it is a time where you are requested to let go of patterns, insecurities, uh, old modes of working with the relationship, partnership, even how your attitude is toward the material and towards um, 
money. But because Venus is in Libra, it might be related much more to justice, decisions you have to make, things that have to do with lawyers, um, enemies, relationship, partnership, design, colors. So, for example, if you don't really like the color that you painted the wall, actually, Tuesday, Wednesday is a good time to get rid of that color and do something different. So... Pay attention to that because there are going to be some adjustment needed in the context of relationship, partnership, design, colors, beauty, and how you relate to other people. That's going to be picking in Tuesday, but this is the week where this is happening, okay? So, what we have on Sunday, November 26, we have the Sun conjunct Mars, but Sun is kind of escaping Mars, which is not too bad. Uh, we'll talk about that dynamic in a second. Uh, the Moon is on top of Uranus, which represents craziness and unpredictable energy. So just be a little bit more mindful. On uh, Monday, we have the full moon in, uh, in uh, Gemini. And it is an interesting full moon because the sun is going to be on top of Mars, which causes a more aggression and toxic masculinity, if you can say, not only because Mars on top of the sun. Mars on top of the sun could be also a leadership initiation, but because it's being squared by the black moon, it's not showing its nicest face. And because it's also squaring a Saturn, oh man, that's even worse. And Saturn is opposite to the black moon. So that's another thing that's happening this week, but it's going to continue for the next two weeks or so, three weeks, even longer. I hope it gets away by the holidays. Depends which holiday, by the way. But Saturn opposite to the black moon is definitely a recipe for trouble. A lot of demons and um, uh, trolls are out there. So it does talk about the dark side of tradition or fanaticism, especially because Saturn is in Pisces right now. Pisces is religion. It is related to faith. Uh, therefore, when it's opposite to the black moon, it can create zealousy, fanaticism, and uh, messianic kind of uh, attitudes, which is definitely what's causing a lot of uh, issues in the world right now. So it's going to get worse this week. So that Saturn uh, is, again, squaring Mars. It was much worse last week, but the opposition to the black moon is going to be guiding us this week. So just be careful to put your shadow in some kind of... Um, a lockdown, you know, just because our darker side is going to be getting more, more ability to present itself. You know how like what's going on right now with uh, some things that have to do with racism, anti-Semitism. It's because it's allowed. It's getting more loud. The same thing is going to happen when Saturn is opposite to the black moon. Uh, the black moon, yes, and the black moon on top of everything is squaring the light moon. That's why when you look at the chart of the full moon of November 27, it, there is a box. There is a cross and there is a box. So it feels like we're trapped and we're crucified at the same time. Or we're crucified, but in a very small room. Not that it matters. It's not like we can escape because we're crucified. But it just makes it feel a little bit more uh, claustrophobic. So we have the Venus uh, opposite to Chiron which is old wounds in relationship. Venus on top of the uh, south node, which talks about letting go of old ways of dealing in relationship. The sun on top of Mars, extra energy and aggression, but it is not released because of the black moon, Saturn, and the moon creating a square that means limitation. So tomorrow is a rather limiting day. So just be aware of it and... Try to manage the best you can. And again, water could be a good uh, way to deal with things because we have a beautiful trine. You can see the triangle that's always a savior between Vesta, the 
goddess of the hearth, Minerva, the goddess of wisdom, and Saturn. So that is actually helping us. So the more you are around water, the more you work with water, the better it will be in Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when it is going to be pretty challenging. The full moon. Overall, the full moon does represent an end, a completion of something that has to do with the axis of Sagittarius and Gemini, which is communication. So the axis of uh, Sagittarius and Gemini talks about how we communicate, either with our own people or with foreigners. Uh, everything that has to do with education, lower education, Gemini or higher education, Sagittarius. Also, it has to do with uh, the type of communication, the mode. Gemini will deliver the message, make it as interesting as possible so information retains itself. Sagittarius is more interested in information that is educational. So we have truth versus lies. So all of these dynamic of uh, my people versus your people, my communication versus your communication, truth versus lies, morality versus interest, uh, all of those things are going to be mixed up uh, tomorrow. So again, it's not the easiest full moon. You can see by the chart that uh, the moon is not getting any help. The sun is not getting any help. And it's only red lines, red alert, red alert. So again, because we're also entering the shadow of Mercury retrograde, be extra careful tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow is Cyber Monday. Okay, I think that you're going to probably return a lot of the things that you're going to order uh, because A, B, v, Mercury is uh, uh, exiled, but also because of the black moon and also because of Saturn and also because of Venus being on top of uh, uh, the south node represents you kind of probably buy things you don't need. So just be extra careful because, again, we said not to waste too much money. So definitely this Cyber Monday is not going to be uh, as good for you. So try to avoid it. Tuesday, we have the moon in Gemini, of course, because we just had the full moon. And their energy is released a little bit just because Venus and the moon are sending a beautiful trine to each other. And that means that if it's a good day for women in general to hang out with women. Again, because Venus is getting a beautiful energy to the moon, younger women, older women. And also anything to do with art and communication, the combination between beauty, design and colors and marketing, sales and writing. So if you're um, writing words to music or if you want to write a message to an art form, uh, you want to do something that has to do with healthy Mercury uh, cooking, Venus. So there's some kind of link between those two archetypes, which is always uh, nice. Besides that, um, yeah, the moon in Gemini is just the Tuesday is the peak. As you can see, Venus is 22 degrees in Libra and the south node is 22 degrees in Libra. So it is a perfect uh, conjunction of Venus and the north node, uh, sorry, the south node opposite to the north node. So that day, Tuesday, nah, not the best day for dates or for uh, uh, starting new important relationships. Uh, also be a little bit careful with everything that has to do with how you or do you create enemies or how you deal with your enemies or antagonists. And also, uh, if you're planning to design anything, uh, maybe introduce something that has to do with art or colors. So might not be the best day to do that. I would probably wait. 
The uh, Wednesday, we have a, the November 29, the moon is moving into Cancer and the energy shifts completely because we're moving into a water uh, realm. We're going to swim a little bit on Wednesday and Thursday and the energy is going to cool off a little bit because we have Vesta, the moon, the, um, Minerva, Saturn, all creating a beautiful triangle of water. So if you can spend time by water, take a long bath, um, you know, connect as much as you can to feelings, emotion, practicing, I feel, because there is so much positive energy coming to us from water. So that's definitely helping us. We have Saturn in Pisces water, Neptune in Pisces water, Moon in Vesta in Cancer water, Minerva, uh, sorry, Scorpio. Um, let's see. Oh, sorry. And we have also... A lot of connection to dreams on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, it will be great if you can focus on anything that has to do with writing your dreams, talking to your dreams, asking dreams for a resolution. And also Wednesday is a great day for meditation, yoga, mysticism, intuition. If we move forward to um, a November 23rd, November 30th, November 30th is a Thursday. If you are, by the way, around, uh, I'm going to have a workshop at 10 a.m. Los Angeles time about 2024. You can have it. I mean, uh, in your uh, in the Instagram link, you have uh, the information and in Zoom, you have it in the chat room. And we're going to do at six o'clock also another one uh, that's to have different time zones because I know that some people like to attend it live. So at 6 p.m., we're going to also do the class for 2024 and how to prepare for 2024. And um, I'm going to actually be heading towards Bulgaria on uh, next week. Uh, I'm going to do their readings. And for Turkey, I'm sorry, this year, because of what's going on, uh, we had to cancel a lot of the flights. So I'm going to do Zoom readings specifically for Turkey, uh, for Turkey clients. So again, you can email me. To set it up, some of you know Noor, you can connect with her directly. And also I put it in the link in the Instagram so you can just uh, click on there. And I'm going to be in London, at Edinburgh, in Berlin this year and in Budapest if all goes well. So uh, and in Tel Aviv, of course. So let me know if you want to have more information about the classes, the workshops and the um, readings so I can meet you in person. So the 30th, what we have is the moon in Cancer. Again, we're still in the water realm. Uh, moon and Neptune are sending beautiful energy in Thursday and Friday. Again, facilitating anything that has to do with dreams, a meditation, intuition. All these energies are really opening up. When the moon is in Cancer, it's more about home and family. So again, Wednesday, Thursday, even a bit of Friday, it won't be a bad idea to connect to family, spend time in home, spend time with family. And especially on Thursday, the day of dreaming is going to be very, very strong. There is also some kind of healing that is being formed uh, by the black moon. So there's going to be a little bit better energy and the sun passed the, the, uh, the black moon. The only thing we're going to have to wait for, and it's going to be more in the weekend, is the black moon squaring Mars, which could be, again, pretty intense and pretty aggressive. So next weekend, be careful. Friday, we have the moon still in Cancer and it's about to move into Leo, depends where you are in the world. 
So the first part of Friday, you're going to have a square between the moon and Venus, which again does not create a very easygoing vibe. It basically talks about a lot of misunderstandings or issues with women, with mothers, with family members, women bosses, uh, relationships and partnership, just because there is an inner side feeling that things are not working very well. And also the square is tightening between the black moon and Mars. So Mars is having a hard time. Venus is having a hard time. Venus is having a hard time because of the moon. Mars is having a hard time because of the black moon. So again, Friday, I wouldn't recommend dating or going out on dates. It's not the best day for relationships. Um, what we do have starting to form for next week is Chiron sending a beautiful energy to sun. And that means a lot of healing, especially healing uh, your self-expression and how your identity is. On Saturday, we have the moon in Leo, and the moon in Leo is um, always fun, especially for the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have the moon in Leo. We're moving into the fire zone, and the triangle, as you can see, switch is in from water that's in the middle of the week to fire in the end of the week. And that's actually not too bad. We have the moon trining the sun. It means emotional satisfaction. So if you're looking for a day to date or to enjoy love, definitely it's much more in um, Saturday. That's when with the moon and the sun are trining each other, sending beautiful energy. The moon and Mars are sending great energy. It means that action and emotions are linked together on Saturday. That's a great day for dating but doing it in action instead of going to a restaurant so doing something physical and uh, Chiron is sending beautiful energy to the sun Mars and the moon a lot of healing that is done on Saturday so next Saturday is definitely a flowing day Saturday even uh, Sunday the moon will continue being in um, a, a Leo and she's going to send a beautiful trine to the north node a lot of new lessons that are going to come through the emotional realm and it seems like it's a much easier energy next uh, Saturday and Sunday because of all these beautiful trines that are replacing all the squares that we're experiencing this week. So hopefully this week there's still some action and movement in order to be uh, healing us next week uh, when we're going to have that, especially towards the end of the week and the and the begin sorry the beginning of next week and the end of next week when we're having this trine. But again, the biggest issue on Sunday is that square, very tight square between uh, the Moon and Neptune. Yeah, sorry, the Moon and Uranus and the Black Moon and Mars. So be extra careful with your aggression um, and dealing with your uh, fears, especially Saturday and Sunday. That was uh, the week ahead. Let's look at the week uh, that just uh, passed, if there was any interesting things going on. Um, let's see. So, uh, again, dates when I'm traveling. I'm going to get to Sofia, December 6th. We're going to have some workshops there. Uh, Tel Aviv, I'm going to be from December 31. Berlin, from January 10 to January 16. To Budapest, uh, January 16. Uh, until the 19th, Edinburgh, 19 to the 24th, and London, 24 to the 30th. And uh, after that, we're going to have two more days in Sofia because I'm doing a new workshop uh, about families and ancestral karma in Sofia. But on that, we'll talk because it's going to be in February. So I hope you guys can join in um, on this Thursday. It's going to be the two classes about 2024. And I know you guys have been great about getting my book. Thank you for making it an Amazon bestseller. It's really an honor. But if you can 
write your reviews that will make it even easier and the algorithm will be very satisfied like i like to feed my cat cat food i need to feed amazon and its uh, algorithm with reviews so if you can do that that would be great and i thank you in advance and i thank you if you already done it sorry that i have to uh, say it again so I wanted to reflect about what was going on with that Mars thing because uh, I published, um, I, pu I posted something on Instagram and I think on uh, TikTok as well about that da dance that Mars was having. Remember we talked about November 18 and 19 that every two years Mars begins a new cycle. And I told you that when I was looking at it because why am I saying astrology is a work in progress because I consider myself somebody who studied astrology, but the only way to really study astrology is to live through a lifetime as a human being and to feel those patterns and these cycles again and again. So what happened this week in the cycles is that I've noticed this for the first time. I'm sure that other astrologers figured it out, I'm sure. But, you know, sorry, it took me a while to figure it out. And last week I've noticed something interesting. Because Mars is starting a new cycle, before that, he was behind, sorry, he was ahead of the sun. So we had a, quite a while when Mars was racing ahead of the sun. Mars is the soldier, the warrior. The sun is uh, the king or the leader, okay? So what was happening is a situation just before Mars begins his cycle that starts every two years that Mars uh, was leading the sun instead of the sun leading Mars. So what was going on is that the lords or the army was leading the king or the prime minister or the president instead of the president or the prime minister or the king leading the army. Usually when that happens, it means that the king is kind of scared or so he lets the soldier go first, uh, but he's not with them, you know, so... Uh, that was going on in the last few weeks. So it was very evident, for example, uh, with uh, the leaders of Hamas. Uh, they're not leading anything. They're in Qatar or in Istanbul and they are in uh, hiding in the tunnels, you know, in Gaza, uh, under Gaza, right? Underground Gaza. And the people are up there having to deal with the bombing and everything. Same thing in Israel. We had, um, or we still have, unfortunately, Bibi Netanyahu and his uh, gang of idiots that are led by their base you know uh, that's something new that started happening even in the united states that instead of the leader leading the base whatever that amorphic thing is is leading the leader and that's why we had such um, um leaders that can't make any decisions for us because they're looking for us to see what we're gonna want and that's not even us it's the base but anyway what was going on is that mars was leading instead of the leader and then something happened on the 21st. On the 21st, something adjusted. And that's when Mars the sun started leading Mars, which is the case right now. So we had 18, 19, 20, these moments where Mars and the sun were conjunct because they were starting a cycle. And then the sun caught up and on the 21st, it moved forward. That's one of the reasons why I posted this thing on March 19. And I said on November 21, Mars, the army, starts following the sun leaders rather than pushing them. There is a chance that there will be exchange of hostages and temporary ceasefire. And woe and behold, on the 21st of 
uh, November is precisely when the, it was a Wednesday, I think, when it was uh, told that Israel cabinet approved the ceasefire deal with Hamas to free some hostages. They decided to free 50 and that um, Israel will free 150 Palestinians. Now, it's really interesting. You know, we talked about how crazy people are uh, expressing themselves through Twitter and other forms. You know, I I was reading this article about this woman was saying that uh, this is another example of how Israel uh, are putting down the Palestinians because they're releasing 150 of them, while uh, Hamas is only releasing 50 because Israel thinks that one person... A Jewish person or Israeli person is worth three Palestinians. And I was like, I can't believe that this woman actually wrote this and people are actually publishing it and people are referring to it as even in answering her. So this kind of um, idiocy, we talked about it, is very much evident and it will continue being like that as long as the South Node is in Libra until January 2024. But anyway, on November 21st, it was released. I mean, they're not all released. Of course, there's going to be a ceasefire for four, four days. But there is a chance also there's a clause in the in the agreement that if there is 10 more released, we can wait another 10 days or another week. In this way, it can last uh, maybe longer and maybe more uh, of the hostages could be released. But it's, again, an interesting thing because I never paid attention to this dynamic of Mars leading first and then the, the sun catching up and then the sun leading forward for that to be an indication that the leadership is taking control or there is something moving, especially in the context of uh, aggression. And then I said, okay, maybe it's only a coincidence. We, maybe we need another example. And of course, the other thing that was going in the news cycles very strongly is the whole saga of Sam Altman, the CEO that was not the CEO and later on was the CEO of um, OpenAI. So it is a company that's kind of valued at $90 billion, so it is very, very important. So on November 17, it was the first day of Mars-Sun conjunction in Scorpio. Remember, Scorpio is the sign of death and letting go, other people's money, other people's talents, Um, secrets, investigation, research, the dark side, you know, everything is in the shadow, right? So on November 17, the first day of Mars-Sun conjunct in Scorpio, the boards of uh, the board of director of OpenAI suddenly fired its chief executive. They kind of ambushed him. They told him to go on a, a on a webinar or not a webinar on a on a virtual call and bang, you're fired. Okay, on the nineteenth of November, which is the last day that Mars was leading forward and la- and the Mars was on top of Sun uh, conjunct in Scorpio. Uh, Mr. Altman would move uh, to Microsoft. Microsoft have 49% of um, the stocks. They pay $10 billion for it. They're invested in him. And of course, OpenAI, as a beginning, as a nonprofit, wanted to keep their control over the company. That's why they gave 49% only to Microsoft. But Microsoft said, no worries, we'll take you um, and we'll take... um, anyone else who wants to come. The investors said that they're going to sue OpenAI for this situation. And about 90% of the employees, I think 700 out of the 770 or 780 of the employees of OpenAI, basically revolted against the uh, board of directors. But on the 21st, right on that day, the sun passed Mars, right? And Altman is once again CEO and the board completely was replaced. Okay, and it was a complete shift of change in OpenAI. Which again, why is it so important? Because they are developing uh, the future. You can say we have entrusted them with the future, and the whole 
idea behind all the whole issue behind that was uh, the concept of QSTAR. What they think it's uh, reports about a new model of AI called Q and then a star. So it's called um, QSTAR. And that um, a lot of workers or employees uh, aired some of their concern about that uh, QSTAR. Because the thing about QSTAR that he can do, he it can do is that it can calculate math it can calculate mathematical points it's never ever encountered basically it's inventing itself or his way through math now it's interesting because math is the universal language the fact that you have a universal or a language model large language model that's great that's language but that's english and that's french and that's turkish and that's hebrew but when you talk about math, it will probably be the kind of language we will talk to aliens if they come to us and communicate with us. It's not going to be in English. It's definitely not going to be in Russian. It's going to be probably in math because math is logic. So if you think about it, if there is going to be an AI that solves mathematical problems, they're already in the position to discuss things with aliens and to communicate in the universal language. And therefore, people started freaking out because... Uh, ChatGPT, with all its marvels, it's much more, even you can say, more guessing what uh, our next word will be instead of calculating it. So I think that that idea that we're moving towards math could mean that we are getting closer and closer and frighteningly closer for some of the employees or some of the people in the board of directors that uh, we're coming to artificial generated intelligence, which means that they will be uh, getting closer to that moment of singularity, which we discussed here very much. Uh, a lot of time that an AI can build a smarter and AI and leave us kind of in the back. So uh, that was, again, part of that Gemini energies that's happening right now. And all of that was going in the context of Mars and Sun conjunct in Scorpio. Mercury begins its shadow November 26, which is today. And remember, we talked about it. Shadow means that now Mercury is located in the place, or let's start over again. Mercury begins the shadow on November 26. What is Mercury's shadow? So remember, Mercury goes uh, direct. I mean, it's not really going direct. I mean, going direct all the time. It's like from the point of view of somebody standing on planet Earth looking at the sky, what we see is Mercury go direct. Then it stops, that's stationary, for two days. Then it appears to go backward for like about three weeks. Then it stops for two days, stationary, and then it goes direct. The place in the zodiac, you know, those places, those areas in the zodiac that Mercury is going to be retrograde in is called the shadow. So even before we get into retrograde, we are passing through the area that you would later on retrograde, and that area is called the shadow. So that means that you have to be in the state of mind that you can't really see very well because everything is in the shadow. So it's not retrograde. Yeah, it's not like the car is going backward. It's going forward, but you can't really see it very well or its direction, and it might be scratching some of the garbage beans that people didn't return um, back because we're kind of in the shadow, okay? It's like a, a little um, darkness there, confusion. Darkness is not evil, but as much as mystery. So when Mercury is, uh, let's say, if Mercury is 
in the shadow pre-retrograde, it gives us a sample of what will be our issues with the retrograde once Mercury goes retrograde, which is around December 12 and 13. So right now, again, it's not Mercury retrograde. You can still start new things. You can uh, sign papers, no problems. Until December 12, 13, then you have to start working on not doing that until January 3rd, okay? But in the shadow that now we're going to be for two weeks or so, you just have to pay attention to be aware that you're being instructed where there might be challenges. And if you see that your computer is acting out, back up everything because it might be issues in your computer. If you see that you're having fight all the time with your partner, okay, let's, uh, let's practice forgiveness because most likely this Mercury retrograde is going to be about uh, issues with our relationship. So because Mercury is going to be retrograde in Capricorn and Sagittarius, when it's in Sagittarius, uh, overall, you just have to be, it's I think until December, December 2nd, you're going to have to focus on how you communicate with foreigners or how you communicate your truth. Uh, what is the issues with um, uh, publishing, higher education, teachers, mentors? There could be miscommunication around everything that has to do with travel, multinational corporations, uh, universities, uh, my truth versus your truth. Those things are going to be much more in the spotlight. Then when Mercury is going to be in Capricorn, it's more about career, how you communicate with people who are older than you, um, and everything that has to do with practical communication. So it could be very practical, pragmatic things that uh, find themselves going off because of the Mercury retrograde. Besides that, this is the eclipse, and the Sabian symbol for the eclipse is a radical uh, magazine displays a sensational front page. Mm, radical, I mean. Radical magazine displays a, a sensational front page. That is the uh, Sibian symbol. And again, because we're talking about axis of communication, maybe that's what's going on. Sagittarius is mass media and mass communication. Remember we talked about Gemini being outrageous and maybe adding a little bit of details here and there to make it more interesting because life is boring. So... That could be related to it. So there could be some revelation of truth coming up or there could be some scandal uh, being exposed. Let's see what's happening tomorrow. But remember, that's the Sabian symbol. And we talked about it. On that day, we have um, Sun and Mars in conjunction still from last week, but it's not as tight. Uh, but because the Sun is on top of Mars, men are angry. Because Mars is opposite to the Moon, women are angry. So... Great. Mother and father are pissed off and we're in the middle. So just um, try to be quiet and not cause too much trouble uh, tomorrow. Another thing, uh, this image, by the way, I'm sorry that you guys can't see it in Instagram, but I did post it on Instagram so you can see one of the prior posts, maybe two or three posts before. You see this, the, a man, a kind of the thinking man of Rodin and uh, two monkeys there. And what I wrote is, as evolution read us from our fur, we simultaneously abandoned lice-picking, a grooming habit still practiced by other primates, for what's uh, known as verbal grooming uh, or gossip. Our hands are used for physical grooming and are crucial for communication. I, I use my hands a lot in communication. Most people do. I have 4% of my DNA from Italy, but because I heard that in Italy they speak a lot with their hands, but I think it's, um, it's stereotypical. I think everybody uses their hands to communicate. And what I meant is that 
in the beginning, when we were monkeys a long time ago, our way of communicating, and by the way, in Netflix, there is the Chimp Empire. I really recommend you guys to watch it. It's a great, uh, great documentary, and it really is fascinating to watch these our cousins and, and how similar we are in many ways. That yes, we evolved, but the core is the same. The kindness is the same. The aggression is the same. The craziness is the same. The misinformation is the same. It's fascinating. Anyway, they communicate or they socialize by grooming each other. And you can see it very well there that if there is a person who is very popular, everybody grooms him or her. And she kind of doesn't groom everybody. You have to be very special if I groom you. And then there is people in the lower ranks, those that uh, nobody likes, that they groom everybody. But the turn, but the, but the comes to their turn to be groomed, the other monkey goes away and kind of ghosts him. You see, it's amazing. It's like ghosting is already with primates. So our hands were used for grooming. Then when we left the grooming for what is called gossip or social grooming, we still do it with our hands. Now, it's kind of interesting because the hands, communication, socializing, uh, are all ruled and the brain by Gemini. And like I told you, we are now in a week of Gemini because of the full moon. And by the way, this image I created, no, I didn't create it, uh, GPT created it because I asked him for the thinking men and I asked him for monkeys and asked him for galaxies and asked him for a balloon that I can put information in. And it took us a while to kind of negotiate what is a balloon, uh, what does it mean, the statue, what do you mean left or right, what do you mean monkeys grooming each other, And um, but later on we somehow came to some kind of a compromise. Another thing that happened this week that is related to Gemini, uh, this time it's to the age of Gemini. I read this interesting article about Israeli archaeologists uh, that found the earliest evidence in the world of war in a um, factory of warfare, meaning a factory of mass weapons. Uh, industrial production of aerodynamic efficient sling stones, almost 8,000 years old, in what today in Israel today, and they were used done for probably to hunt animals, but I don't know, maybe to hunt humans as well. Um, and the thing is that when they got to the point of um, standardization of the rock, they could allow themselves to practice because if we all have the same rocks designed the same way, same weight, same shape, we can start practicing better uh, how to um, throw it against Goliaths that uh, show up. But again, A, it's interesting that it was the age of Gemini. B, it's interesting that there's already factories, literally, of weapon in the Middle East. And that's the first place that they found it. So it's just so ironic that they found it right now when so much devastation is going on in the Middle East. So I um, want to look at questions. If you have any questions, again, I hope you join us on uh, the 30th. Um, what's the Empire program? It's in it's in Netflix and it's called Chimp Empire. Chimp Empire. I think it's the Chimp Empire. We have a full moon. Eclipses are only coming in uh, next eclipse, March twenty four and uh, April eight. So we still have time. Um, well, thank you very much for thanking me about this Sunday. Because sometimes I wonder, are we should we continue doing it? And then when I have these doubts, uh, I always meet somebody randomly. It could be in a coffee shop. It could be uh, in the airport. It could be in some random place. And uh, a person tells me, oh, thank you very much for the Sundays. So I am still continuing after all. Um, 
thoughts on why originally Hamas said Red Cross can visit all the hostages, but then said no. My feeling is that they don't really know where all the hostages are. A, it's chaotic there to begin with. B, don't forget that not all of the hostages were taken by Hamas. A lot of them were taken by random people that were uh, storming um, uh, and, and, and unleashed their madness there. And also the Islamic Jihad that are not necessarily under Hamas. So what you have is a lot of freelancers, uh, uh, evil freelancers roaming around underground Gaza, uh, and they don't necessarily know. And I'm pretty sure that some of them, of, of course, already died. So... Um, that's, I think that that's part of it. Um, you know, the, the thing about the hostages, I was very, I mean, I published it on the 1819. I was really scared that some people are going to be offended or some people would say, how dare I uh, predict things about that? Uh, thank God. <laughs> thank the stars. It um, was correct. I could say that now it's supposed to get easier. We have to try to get them as much as possible before December 13, middle of December, uh, because of the Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is religion, Mercury retrograde. It's going to be chaotic. So when you think about a war during Mercury retrograde, and especially if the Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius, which is a mutable fire sign, which basically means that everything is burning, that there is so much confusion, that communication between cultures, remember Sagittarius is foreign cultures, Mercury is communication, and it's retrograde, it's going to be very difficult. And even when it's retrograde in Capricorn, which is a traditional sign, you're talking about the Hamas, which are the tradition of tradition. They even took tradition and made it even before 610 uh, CE. You know, like people that were maybe 3,000, 4,000, 6,000 years ago behaving. So that makes it uh, going to be very difficult. But let's say now we have a window that it could work, but from middle of uh, December, it can get really tough. Um, Let's see. I have to renew my UK passport for the for January 20th. No, I think this is actually a good time to do that. Um, yes, uh, somebody asked if I'm recording it. I am definitely recording it. And you're going to get, um, a, if you signed in, you're going to get a recording of what we're talking about. And also, it's always on my Instagram uh, posted uh, under cosmic underscore navigator. And the same thing with um, TikTok. Um, let's see. Well, thank you very much for everybody. And I, again, hope to see you in person. If you are in the desert in, Los in around Los Angeles or Palm Spring, I'll be there on Tuesday. So, um, not Tuesday. I'm going to go, I'm going there now, but I'll be there Thursday doing the class. So hope some of you guys come in person virtually. We're also going to do it virtually. And um, yes, if you, um, um, I know that some of you talked about how you try to get the book, the um, hard hardcover takes a long time from Amazon, but I have a lot of them here. So if you email me, I can send it to you before I leave on uh, December 5. That way you can get it before the holidays if you want it as a gift. It just looks much nicer and it's um, uh, 2024. That's the amount of uh, how much it costs. So it can be like nice and easy. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, have an amazing week, amazing full moon and pray for peace on the planet and outside of the planet and in different galaxies and different dimensions if you can.